Hello and welcome to the 30th episode of The Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, interview video game developers and ask them about the starting industry, what the influences are and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves and in the second half, discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is Out There by Microsoft Studios. Michelle or Michael, not sure which one it is. Michael. Introduce yourself. It's Michael. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us who you are and what do you do. So, yeah, I'm Michael. Um, I'm a founder and creative director of Micro Studio. I founded uh, three years ago. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm the co-creator of Out There with Fibrotig. And, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. See, the first question is really easy. I'll just... You know, easy, jet you into it, and eventually it gets really crazy. And like, so Chris, I can't do this anymore. Hopefully that doesn't happen. So, how did you make your start making video games? Oh, um, so so actually, um, I'm not coming from the video games industry. I started um, like uh, more than ten years ago as um, art director for a web. So I, I worked a lot in um, user experience and uh, user interface. And I work uh, like, uh, yeah, about 10 years in web agencies and in uh, advertising agencies as well. And at some point, <laughs> uh, there was um, a big uh, turning point in my life. Okay. Uh, I, I became uh, a father. Uh-huh. A- <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> And so I was uh, working in Paris. And I, was, I had a good salary, a good uh, position, uh, everything. But um, yeah, I, I got this. I got my daughter, and um, uh, I decided to, to just like quit my job because I just uh, realized that I was working with a lot of hassles, and my my job didn't really um uh i didn't really like in my job anymore uh it wasn't really creative because i was uh taking care of uh of management uh politics uh, you know this kind of stuff which is not really fun and so i quit my job and uh, i went to lyon to live with my wife and my kid and then i, I just um, I was like, what can I do now? <laughs> and I say to myself, I just, I just have to do what I always wanted to do. And it was like making video games. So, yeah, it was a dream, uh, a kid's dream. It, people feel that way, but thankfully over the last five years, I believe the barrier of entry to making video games has dropped significantly. Do, do you attest to that? Do you agree with that? Sorry? The barrier of entry into making video mm. games has dropped. Yeah, the, thanks to mobile, to mobile mm. games. Yeah. Uh, I started with this because there was, um, when I started in 2011, uh, there was a lot of um, simple uh, uh, development kits like uh, Corona SDK or um, uh, Cocos 2D, these kind of things. And yeah, it was technically it was really uh, not really easy, but it was easier than before mm. to enter, and also uh, it's much more easier to release a game on mobile than PC, than let's say PC or consoles. Yeah, 
That, that is true. Although, following later on the show, you are actually releasing the game on PC, but we'll talk about that later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very exciting. I'm very, very happy to see that happen because um, I think it, it, it fits very well with, with, with that platform. But let's move on to my next question, really, is um, what are your biggest influences? It could be anything, but uh, it could be a dog. It could be, a, you know, I don't mind. But I'm always fascinated by by the answer to this question. Um, I could feed no. you some lines here, but you go for it. My inspiration for out there? Or, yeah. uh, no, just generally, what, what feeds your creative juices? What's the thing you keep on returning to? Not to the point where you keep on making the same thing, but the one thing that you really find, you know, you draw inspiration from. Wow, that's a just interesting question. But uh, I think uh, my inspiration for for video games it's I always start with a uh, uh, I would say I'm not um, I always try to start with a what what I want to make the player feel when it it will play the game. And um, so empathy, basically, yeah. or emotion. Yeah, exactly. An emotion um, of some sort. Yeah, exactly. It's um, I'm really inspired by um, like TV news, you know, um, because uh, it it's um, I mean every day we we face a lot of news from war or you know every everything horrible that can happen on Earth, and it's like. Um, I know it's like rolling on TV and uh, you feel a bit bad, but you can watch all the time and it's not going to change anything. But if you, if you think about it, uh, it's so, it's so, uh, um, say, um, it's difficult in English. But, I understand. But, it's, yeah. So you're saying you, the, the, the news on the television, yeah, is, is quite dramatic. Of course, it's toxic. Yeah. It's, it's 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 emotive, it, you know, most of the time. Yeah, and um, sorry for um, yeah. No, that's question, okay. The question is a bit uh, difficult for me to to, it is. to answer. It is. It's um, very wide open. <laughs> well, no. What I, what I've found is that you know other developers say they're inspired by other games, mm. but I think I like your answer too. That you're inspired, from what I can gather. Um, you're trying to get around it, but I think really the core of it was you want to generate an emotion response from people. Yeah, it's like um, uh, this game, Papers, Please. Yes. Uh, yes. It's exactly what I'm trying to say. It's like um, today you can make a game from anything. Like in Papers, Please, you, you, you are the guy who has the most uh, boring job in the world. As well as the most terrifying. Yeah, and uh, this guy, um, he, he managed to, to make a game very interesting yep. uh, by the narrative, by the theme, uh, because you're in Eastern Europe, uh, in a poor country and stuff like that. And he made uh, something very interesting, uh, very, um, uh, with, like, with this boring job, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a triumph that game, and uh, um, as is yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, uh, for out there, we we started from what it would be like to to be a, a simple astronaut 
Lost in space. So Lost in space. We started from, from this and built around it. Brilliant. So you might have answered this question already, but who do you most admire in the video game industry? Is it the man who made Papers, Please, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I, I really like... Uh, I really like this guy, but um, I mean, there's so many, so many games in my, my life that uh, oh no, oh no. Uh, that inspire me. But um, I think the the biggest uh, the biggest shock I got when playing was when I discovered um, um, the other scrolls, but um, the Dagger Four. Uh, yeah. Episode, uh, which, so Bethesda, then basically. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, it's the first time I was in a game that was so huge. With a, the world map was like, it's impossible. There's like 10,000 cities. In each cities, you have uh, 20,000 NPCs. All of them have dialogues and uh, quests and stuff like that. Um, they're, what, and, yeah, quite incredible. Quite incredible. Yeah. yeah, so that was the, the, um, a, big, uh, a big change when I played this game. And after that, uh, more recently... Um, uh, Working Dead game. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, I really liked it because um, it, this game proved that uh, to make a good game, you don't really need a very, a very good gameplay. <laughs> no, it's not. That's yeah. that was my argument because a lot of people made that that game of the year last year. I think it was. Mm. Not for me. For me, it's XCOM because I loved XCOM. Yeah, um, and, and I thought that was a better game because it was a game. I got yeah. that for saying that, but I said, it's a game. You actually yeah. do stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I saw your own arm off. Sorry, spoilers, everyone, but never mind. I love XCOM myself. I really like this game. Yeah. I play the hell out of it. Yeah. But um, uh, with Walking Dead, uh, it, it also it brought something new to video games. Um, like... You can have uh, a very good narrative, a very good story in, in the video game, and uh, it's the first time I was like watch, watching, <laughs> not playing, but watching the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I was like I was watching a TV series, you know, a really good uh, one as well. A, a really, re really good one. Yeah, yeah, I really love TV series, and uh, yeah, I like the and, comics personally. Um, the comics are hard to read because they're very brutal. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, as I say, comic, the you know, graphic art, and sort of uh, whatever, yeah. um, graphic novel. That's the word I was looking for. Graphic exactly. Art, yeah, um, they're, they're very good, very very good. But uh, I like all three. You know, the, the game, the show is good as well, although a little bit ponderous and a little bit slow um, compared to the, the the other two mediums. But uh, yeah, really really good. Um, I, I I concur with your feelings. Also. It definitely feeds into your desire to generate emotions from people from your games, and uh, Walking Dead certainly did that. Yeah, it did. So because I'm a stiff upper lip Englishman, I didn't cry or anything. I just sat there going, "Really? <laughs> <laughs> no emotion?" Because you know that's for weak people. No, no, I don't. No. <laughs> um, we built an empire for that. So <clears throat> sadly. Um, so that leads, uh, leads on to a final question about you, and then we can move on to out there. Right. What are you playing right now? Uh, now I'm playing some Endless Space. Yes. Um, okay. Um, so you I'm, like your 4X games then? Not really. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm forcing myself to play this game because, oh, uh, 
But, uh, I'm not really, I'm not really uh, a fan of 4X, but uh, I really want to try to, to, to get in, but it's really difficult. So. Yeah, I mean, so, I would suggest Sins of a Solar Empire over, over in the space. I think Sins is a better game, but uh, that's just my opinion. Um, uh, yeah, it's, I really like 4X games, but I do say to everyone, they are not for everyone. Yeah, and I'm, I'm mostly playing it because uh, uh, to take inspiration from uh, the, the the graphics they, they made because they I think graphically it's pretty pretty nice. Yeah, it's got uh, a space bear in it. Yeah, I mean, there it is, bears uh, in space. Exactly. So and we're taking inspiration a little bit for, for out there for the new the new edition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm playing uh, the Swapper. Yeah. Oh, are you playing on the PC or the PS4? On PC. Okay. It's um, a good game, that. It's a, bit, it's a bit dark. but Yeah, I, I like the, the atmosphere. Mm. Uh, the puzzles are quite interesting. Right. Uh, but I really like the, the art direction. It's pretty, it's pretty unique. Um, I'm playing uh, Ultima in the World, which uh, is a very old game. Ultima Underworld? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that game. It's just glorious. It, yeah. it, it's, it's, it hasn't aged terribly well, but it's still a damn good game. Yeah, so I'm, I'm playing uh, also Anti-Chamber. Uh, I didn't have a chance to play yet, no. but I, I met uh, Alexander Bruce, the creator, uh, twice, so I, I have to play this game. Anti-Chamber, the best advice I can give you before we start playing is forget everything you know about video games. Yeah, I just forget everything, all the all the tropes, all the standard rules. Forget it. Doesn't work. And then you'll get somewhere. If you don't, if you think this is how things work, you will not win. You will fail. So, um, also look behind you. It's okay. Just look behind you. It'll be yeah. fine. I really, yeah, as you say, it's pretty different from from anything. But uh, you, I mean, everything is. Uh, is well presented to you, and you can get in. It's, you, you, I mean, it's pretty difficult, but um, it's it, makes, it, it makes sense. It's it's a triumph. I've said that once before on the show, but I will say it again. It's a lovely game. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favourites for the last recent recent years. Um, but again, I, I said to you, it's not for everyone. If you've got very short patience or very short fuse, don't don't play this game mm. because uh, it is very frustrating. Because like, but did you don't do it like that. I said, I know you don't do it like that. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so also I'm, I'm playing um, uh, Metro Last Light. You know this. Right. Uh, okay. It's it's pretty good. I like I it. I never really got into those games. I played Stalker years yeah. ago when it just came out, and it just was so bug ridden. I was like, oh. I just couldn't get on with it, and then I moved on to something else that was more shiny. Um, but uh, well, no, what, I like, yeah. what I like about Metro, it's like it's FPS, but sometimes <coughs> you you don't you don't have to shoot. It's better to not shooting because you are you have really uh, sparse uh, munitions ammunitions. So yeah. there's some level you you just need to run as fast as you can because there's a lot of monster. Uh, running about, running <laughs> from you, um, uh, trying to get you, right. um, and you yeah. can't kill them. There's no yeah. way you're going to kill them. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. 
and XCOM also. Oh, yeah. You know, one tip for you if you like FPS is get play Wolfenstein. Trust me. The last one? Really, yeah, the new the new one. It's mm. the one that just came out. Really good. Yeah. It's really good. I know. It goes against everything you and I believe in, but it's really good. It's a, right. it's, yeah, it's a really good FPS. I can't. Uh, I, yeah. want, I wanted to buy it, so yeah, I think yeah. I'm going. I'm going to throw you advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. It's it's really fun. I just wonderfully put together. Lovely game. Speaking of lovely games, see segue. I'm so good at this. Uh, <laughs> we are now going to go over to the second half of the show, where we talk about out there. So, Michael, yeah, give us the pitch of this glorious game. What is yes. out there? So, in out there, you you are an astronaut that wake up from cryonics in a spaceship, and um, you you find out that uh, you're lost in the galaxy. You have no idea where you are, and and so you you have to find your way back to Earth. That's the pitch. Yeah, and it's presented in such a way that it's very similar to another game called uh, FTL. It's not, you know, it's not unfair to say it. However, it's a very different game to FTL in that rather than FTL, we have to balance your fighting. You're generally, it's a massive combat sequence over and over again, typically. And it actually can get pretty nasty with how you manage the crew. With this, you're just one dude in one ship which you then traverse through the universe by picking up resources. Mm. Usually, a mix, it's a split into three key components: yeah, fuel, yeah. oxygen, and um, hull integrity. Those yeah. are the three things you must keep in the green as long as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, at all times, if you can. Possibly. Yeah, they, they, we we choose to have no combat whatsoever in the game. No. Uh, it was just about you against the environment, and space is a—it's a very hostile environment. It's the you most. Say, you say there's no combat in capital C, but I believe there's 
another sort of combat that goes on. Stuff happens. Um, yeah. I won't. I don't want to give anything away about what happens in this game, but the best way to describe it, it's a cross between um, FTL and a choose your own adventure book. Um, that's one. It's sim- I think it's too simplistic, but that's how I'm going to say it because every system you enter into, there's a chance that something will happen, some unique element. So you encounter a bunch of meteorites that are heading your way. What do you do? Do you just, you know, um, hope your shields can take the damage and keep going? Or do you duck out of the way and that sort of thing? And then that choice will have ramifications later on in the game, whatever you do. Well, sometimes it won't. It depends on the nature of the of of, of the interaction or the event. Yeah, but, it's it's basically a, a choose your own adventure game uh, mixed with uh, resource management. And it's all about decision making. Uh, you it, the game always asks you to make decisions, and those decisions most of the time are a question of, of survival. So if you if you make maybe you think it's a big it's a small mistake, but uh, later in the game you 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 find out that it was a big mistake. Yes, uh, that's oh, what. Yes. I, that's why I think it's interesting in the game. And it's, there are there are no uh, meaningless decisions. No, and you're not al- you're not alone in the universe. You do encounter other inhabitants. Again, I don't want to spoil anything, but that's fair enough to say because you're in space. You're bound to happen to encounter aliens. Uh, that happens, uh, and then yeah, and that can get quite well. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it gets really quite tense. Especially yeah. for a certain group of them, um, but again, I won't say. So, my next. So that's really out there. It's it's on um, it's it's on iOS and Android. But we'll talk about it later. But um, the game is structured in such a way that forces the player to make tough decisions from the outset. Okay. Yeah. How have you balanced the game to prevent them becoming? A little bit too frustrated with it because it's not easy, is it? Oh, um, that was a, a long, uh, <laughs> a long work to, to balance mm. the game. Uh, but uh, Fibretti, which is uh, the game designer and, yep. and writer of all the, the interactive stories, um, in designing the game from from the start and. It was. I mean, it was work, Everything was working together from the start when we we, we did the, the few first prototypes, um, and then for a few months we 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 uh, run a beta uh, with a lot of players, and we just uh, uh, changed the numbers, so the game will be will be balanced. But of course, it's you know it's um, procedurally generated galaxy. Oh. Procedurally um, generated, so it's, yeah. it's, it's new every time. Yeah, so um, it, so it was uh, it was pretty difficult to to balance. The, even if we had a lot of data from the players, um, I think there was a lot of guess, of guesswork in it. Yeah, there is. It's balancing. <laughs> like, do I need fuel now, or should I just keep going? But at some point, we are we arrive at. Uh, um, when we, both of us, we were finishing the game like 50% of the time, we thought, okay, it's balanced. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we, we decided it was balanced. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, I noticed there's a lot of oddball humor in, 
in the in the game. Um, the main character, the uh, in in the, the the astronaut, he's a bit of an idiot. He does. He's a bit clumsy. Yeah. How, where did that come from? Why, why, why was why is such, why is he such a, a goofball? Why why is the main? He likes <laughs> to laugh at himself a lot. It's quite funny. It's yeah. just weird stuff. I think it's because um, this guy is just a human. He's not a superhero. He's right. just a, a guy who was gradu- graduated uh, engineering something. Right. And he did some training to be an astronaut. Um, I think it's, it's, it's very simple. But also uh, being in space for so long time, um, it, yeah, he's it nice to lose his mind. Yeah, yeah. you can yeah. lose your mind and you, you get um, um, space radiation, radiations all the time through your body. Right. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's also there is loneliness and loneliness makes you crazy as well. Yeah, and, got no one to talk to, really. <laughs> yeah. Apart from crazy so, aliens who either want to kill him mm. or think he's a god. So yeah. It, or maybe both. It's it's quite weird. Um, so uh, if you think about it, everything, all of those, all of these things, makes you can make you crazy. And and the game is also about this, about loneliness and and craziness uh, uh, in space. Like how is how is it how how is it to be in space alone and for like many days, many months, many years? Yeah, they don't allow, they don't allow it to happen, do they? Now, I mean. They have the space station now, but you know it's, it's a, yeah, to lone flights in space is strictly forbidden. It's like no, no, can't do that. Do that. Yeah, gotta have a full crew because you know people understand, you know, um, psychological stress more than anything now. Um, so the arts. Okay, so, so sorry. Go on, go on. Yeah, arts. so uh, you uh, the, the character encounter yeah. a very fantastic situation. From, mm. A really crazy situation, but also uh, is is alone and is a simple human. Uh, all these things makes you crazy. Yeah, and he has his faults. Um, so the art style, as I was about to say, it seems to originate from like 1950s sci-fi comics. Was this always the case? Was it always intended to look like that? Or did it evolve that way? Did, so, did, did the character feed the old style, or was it the other way around? How did it come about? Actually, Fibroti uh, got a lot of inspiration from um, from uh, sci-fi uh, lit- literature from right. uh, from between the thirties and the fifties. Right. Okay. Um, it has a very definite style to it. It clearly looks ridiculous uh, with people with spacesuits and big sort of goldfish bowls on the head, and yeah. it's yeah. And what's interesting about this sci-fi from this era is um, they were more like um, uh, uh, the future was more like a, a fantasy, you know. Because today uh, the future it's not really funny when we when we think about it. Because uh, uh, back then you could imagine anything and make a story about it, like a flying cars, you name it. Um, but today, you can imagine anything, but it's theoretically possible to make it. So it's not um, the sci-fi from today is not so so naive and interesting. No, uh, we're kind, to... of, kind of pessimistic, really. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah or, exactly. Or, or the other end of the spectrum, you know, utopia, 
beyond our comprehension, like the culture or something like that. Um, you know, you, you, it's it's two extremes. I believe modern sci-fi seems to be occupying two extremes right now. Either they've gone really far south and things have gone really, really bad, or you know, it's gone to utopia where we can't even comprehend our yeah. own, you know, creation. Um, so, yeah, that's a good answer. I, I suspected that was the way that that's what you drawn from. So, this is my last question about the game, and it's. It's something I'm intrigued by. I want to want to tease more information out of you because, so, the current version of the game is called Out There Omega. Is that right? Sorry. Uh, so the game is called Out There Omega version. Is that right? Um, that's the that's the next version. Like, right. Yeah. So it's it's yet to appear. So yeah. What's going to be in that that's over and above the current version that's out there right now? Out there is out there, sorry. Anyway. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, at, uh, first, it will be um, a free upgrade for the mobile version. Absolutely, uh, yes. Yep. So, okay, and also we're we porting the game to, to the PC. Yes, uh, exciting. So, that's, uh, that's a big step for us because mm-hmm. it's the first game we, we're making on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we have um, a lot of new contents. Like um, we have um, um, new interactive stories, like fifty more. Wow! Uh, yeah, more or less. Um, we have uh, new spaceships. Oh yes, we didn't reveal that to the listeners, but you can pick up new spaceships as you fly along. Yeah, units. and I think we are going to like to to balance uh, the existing ships and add new features. But I won't, I won't tell more for not for now. And um, we are going to uh, to have new musics uh, composed by um, Siddhartha Barnum. Right. Uh, this guy did um, the music for Anti Chamber and also uh, for um, Stanley Parable. Yes, another another game that generates interesting emotions. Mm. Usually yeah. hilarity. I love this game. I love, love this. Yeah, it's yeah. just so self-referential. It's lovely. But uh, yeah, very very funny. They did the, yes, and uh, yeah, and the biggest change would be the graphics. Okay. Uh, because um, we are we are rebuilding entirely the game in, on a new engine. Um, it's a 3D engine. Maybe you know Unity. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, for the for the mobile version, I had I had to develop everything like making codes and graphics and everything right so for the for this new version I, I'm working with a real developer <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have uh, a lot of time to to make uh, all the graphics I didn't have time during the development development of the mobile version so well, the current version is great though it's really yeah great. it's it's I really like the <clears throat> what I did but uh, I was I was a bit frustrated because um, I didn't have the time to do everything I wanted. So this is the a good opportunity for me to make all the graphics I'm dreaming of. So I think it's, you you'll like it. I'm sure I will. I'm sure everyone will. <laughs> yeah. So out there is available on iOS and Android right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, it's going to come out on PC, Mac, and Linux. Yeah. So it's on all three platforms because it's via Unity. Um, 
Uh, will be and it will be available on the Steam. We we've been greenlighted. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations so, on that. I noticed that. I was looking. Yeah. At, it was very yeah. fast. We've been greenlighted in two weeks. I think. Yeah. Um, really, I, I I thought it would be uh, very difficult because. Uh, you know, it's a mobile game, and uh, most of the time when I see a mobile game on green lights, uh, everybody's saying, well, we don't want mobile games, Steam, get away, get away with your game. Um, surprisingly, we've got a very good reception on, on green lights. So, yeah, we, I'm very happy. It's, uh, it's a good sign for the future, I hope. <laughs> yeah, it's, you, you deserve it, because I think it's, um, it, it deserves to be there. I think it's, it's unique enough... And it's not a puzzle platformer. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just think the indie scene's a little bit cluttered with those. Um, mm. But that's just my observation. You can also buy the game or pre-order it directly from your site, can't you? Out there, game.com. Yeah, if you pre-order on, uh, on our website, so you'll get a Steam key when it will be released on Steam. Yeah. Uh, and you get also the Android version for free. Uh, you get uh, a bit of access when we when it will be available. That's fantastic, Michael. Thank you so so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, sharing oh. your thoughts about out there. Um, Thanks yeah. to you. And uh, I wish you the best of luck in releasing your in the PC or so I've, what I've called the desktop version of out there. I'm sure it's going to be great and well received. Thank you. Thank you so much. And so ends another episode of the Sausage Factory. Do leave us an iTunes review. And you can also, don't forget, listen to us on Stitcher.com. So just go to Stitcher.com and you can stream the show from there. You just look up the Sausage Factory and you can find us. That'd be great. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris O'Regan, no apostrophes. And uh, if you want to email me, any feedback on the show or actually you're a developer you listen to the show and want your game featured on it please do email me at chris at spong.com bye